world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you want know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Man, I got a lot bubbling up. I, I, I seem to say that every day. Don't I got a lot bubbling in me, but, but I, I do. I do. I want to thank all of you for yesterday for giving me uh, uh, giving me the time to, to really kind of spell out the whole the whole idea of taking captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of, Christ, of God. In fact, I just had the conversation with Michelle before it came down, because for all of us, <clears throat> I, if, if we were to, it's, to me, it's also, <clears throat> excuse me, it's one of the powers of prayer and fasting. Powers of prayer and fasting. Your, your, your spirit, man, becomes so much more attuned when you clear out the junk. And by the way, there's junk in the food that we eat, chemicals in the food that we eat. We don't know what, how much our senses get dulled by the stuff that we eat. We don't really know the stuff we take in. And uh, the power, one of the powerful things about fasting is for three days or five days or 10 days or whatever, whatever amount of time it would be, there's a real cleansing process that goes on inside your physical body. In fact, they tell us that uh, your immune system actually does a reboot, like turning a computer on and off. After three days, your immune system reboots a little bit. And I don't know what you guys, uh, how it happens for you, but I find that when I fast after three days, I don't want that crap that I, I don't, I don't want to go eat potato chips and I don't want to go do it. I don't want it. I don't have that craving for that anymore. So if that, if that if fasting has that power on your physical body, what must it have on your spiritual walk? That same idea, whatever those, that food would be, whatever those personal desires that you have that you, you know, that you say, okay, Lord, I'm not going to do this and you get victory over that area, it makes you stronger to get victory over other areas. Jesus said there's, this kind only comes out with prayer and fasting. And the only reason it only comes out with prayer and fasting is, be again, fasting changes you. It doesn't, it's not brownie points with the Lord. It's sharp. It's like taking your car and getting a tune-up. What is one of the things they have to do when they, they give you an oil change? Anybody know out there the first thing they do when they give you an oil change? Get What's rid the of the old. Thing? What? Get rid of the old oil. They drain the old oil, don't they? Drain the old oil. And what's the old oil? Well, the old oil is all that food and all that crap that we continually put in ourselves that the body, even though it's trying to purge it out of us, can't because you continually put more oil in. So when you fast, you stop that. And you give the body the opportunity to repair itself. Now, hang on. Spirit, soul, mind, all of it, all of it. And those of you who fast, and maybe you've never fasted before, you have to admit this, that you began to think a little bit differently. You didn't just all of a sudden feed every urge you had. You know, here at our house, we talk about the grampy pills, right? I just I told Michelle last night, I haven't had a piece of candy. I went on that, I did my four-day fast at the end of my four-day fast, which was last Friday. So I would have started my fast when last Monday. Is that when it would have started? I have not. I walked by that candy, that grampy pill thing where all my grandkids come, the big candy stuff there. I used to walk by and I want to take what throw one in my mouth. I haven't had a haven't had a grampy pill in nine days, ten days. The urge for it's not there. I don't want to do it. I don't want that thing. That my body's not crying candy, 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 candy. So listen, my body's not crying candy, candy, candy. What's my spirit doing? What's going on with my spirit, man? Am I more attuned 
Am I able now to hear the voice of God in a different way, more clearly? Is my communication channel open more? Do my prayers become more effectual? Because I'm attuned with the heart of God, the mind of Christ. I'm attuned with it now because I said no to food. I said no to candy. I said no, no, no. And if I can say no to food, what else can I say no to? What's the other idol in my life that I keep having to hurdle over? What is it? Because the Lord, whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. The Lord wants us free. He doesn't want us tied up in bondage. That's why I try to help everybody. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you the truth. The Bible says that God made the Sabbath for man, not man for the Sabbath. We have to be careful in every aspect of our lives that we don't become zealots for things that the Lord has given us as blessings, as blessings. If I become so, it doesn't matter what the issue is. It doesn't matter whether it's Saturday or Sunday. Look, I believe the Sabbath is Saturday. But I'm not bound up by it. And I, I don't, I, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I believe it to be, I believe it to be my Sabbath. So everything that we do, we have to be careful because it will lead us into legalism. Somebody say amen so you know what I'm talking about. Obedience and do what the Lord tells you to do. If he will communicate to you what it is that you're supposed to do. But if we don't be if we don't get careful, now we're chalking off. Am I doing this one? 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 And if the Lord tells you to do that one, then do that one. But don't, don't. See, there's no formulas. There's no where the spirit of the Lord is. There's liberty. There's not bondage. The Ten Commandments should not be bondage. It should be liberty. The Ten Commandments: Thou shalt not kill. That's liberty. That's not bondage. Thou shalt not lie. That's liberty. That's not bondage. In fact, it's liberty for everybody around you because they know you're not going to lie. Thou shalt not commit adultery. That's not bondage. That's liberty. So that my wife and I can live in a, in a harmonious relationship. And all of God's laws, whether they be dietary laws, whether they be ceremonial laws, whatever they are, they are made for us to have liberty. Now, if you want to walk in the liberty, if you want to walk in liberty, then as the Holy Spirit leads you, do that. Whatever he says unto you, do. Not whatever he says unto you, I do. You get, you get it? You get it? Folks, this is a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. If the Lord tells you to fast, fast. If he tells me to fast, that means you have to. Are you, are you huh? with me? So we've got to be careful because everything in our spiritual walk, the devil will grab it and twist it. Everything he'll grab it and twist it. That's his job. Anything that might keep you from getting closer to the Lord, if there's a way he can, he will grab it and pollute it. Whatever he says. And if if you're at this walk in your life and you don't hear the voice, if you cannot differentiate in your life the voice of God from the voice of the wicked one, dude, you better do some fasting. Because the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. And another voice they won't hear. Which tells me this, there's clearly more than one voice out there. And I, I love this show because of the different revelation all of you are getting. All of us get through this show. Somebody say amen. Say, oh, because some of the revelations I've got here. Amen. Whoa, whoa. Okay, but, so listen. The revelation's for you. It doesn't mean I got to do it. Are you with me? It doesn't mean that I should do it. Maybe I should do it. But until the Lord speaks to me, you can't force me to do it. Huh? Then it becomes duty. Then it becomes religion. That the Lord says to me, like that day when I was driving down the road, and the Holy Spirit said to me, go give that girl $100. Remember me telling you that story? Huh? Yes. Does that, does that mean all of you now are supposed to go give that girl $100? You're all supposed to get in the car and drive out there? No, he spoke to me. I heard his voice. I obeyed it. So we have to be, see, uh, is this coming across okay? Silver, is this coming across okay? 
I just, I just have to want you all to understand we are all on an individual walk. All of us are. And the Lord will have you do some things or not do other things because he's trying to build in you. He's trying to change you. He's trying to show you things that you've missed. Things that you've done. He's not mad at you. He's not saying, oh, daggone. See, when I was a Catholic, I think I still am. I mean, I, I think I am. You haven't been excommunicated. No, you're still a- no, They don't know about me yet. The FBI will probably tell them here soon, Joe. But, but when, I was, when I was a Catholic, oh, did I ever feel guilty? I'll never forget. I was about 14 years old. I was at a basketball game at Lakewood High School. My sister, it was Lent. You guys all remember Lent, right? And my sister, we all, in our house, popcorn was a big deal, man. We ate popcorn every night. For some reason, my dad started that tradition, and we would all have popcorn. Dad, make some popcorn. He'd pop popcorn for us. So we decided, as good Catholics, that we would give up something for Lent. Y'all remember that? Uh, give up something for Lent? What are you giving up for Lent? I'm going to give up candy for Lent. I'm going to give up popcorn. I'm not going to watch this. I'm not going to watch that. I'm going to give something up for Lent, right? right? And so I'm sitting at the, on the front row at the basketball game. I wasn't playing, so I wasn't quite in high school yet. I was in middle school. And my sister Jane, who's six years older than me, she came walking by. I, there I was on the front row eating popcorn that I just bought. And my sister walked by and said, Dave, we gave up Lent or popcorn for Lent. Oh, the guilt that fell over me. I still remember it. See, that's legalism. Do you get, do you get the difference in the two? Get the difference in the two. So we have to, as the Lord gives you a revelation, move forward that that revelation, but not everybody's there yet. Not everybody's there. I mean, I'm, how many of you out there, how many of you out there during the last week fasted? You don't have to tell me. How many of you fasted? Certainly not everybody. Why? Because some of you weren't called to fast. Or if you were, you didn't obey. Doesn't matter. I'm not, not being critical. Because see, the Lord wanted you to fast because he wanted to do something really good in you. And you said, well, I don't get that fasting thing. I don't get that uh, uh, don't eat meat on Friday thing, Joe. I still don't get it. <laughs> I, I, still don't, I still don't get it. I also still don't get, uh, sorry, I'm not beating up on Catholics. I still don't get this, right? Uh, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. The first commandment, wasn't it? First commandment given to the men, and then we tell priests they can't get married and have babies. <laughs> so what the hell is that all about? Tell nuns they can't they can't have sex. What? <laughs> it's a clear violation of what the word says, right? The word says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. I don't know how you do that, but I think that's done through copulation. And so we tell men and priests they can't have they can't get married, so they end up copulating with little boys. Oh, you don't have to say amen. I'm just telling you the truth, right? And see, those are, Jesus said, his number one uh, charge against the Pharisees is you teach his commandments and doctrines of men, making the word of God of none effect. Right? If you are doing something just because you're convicted to do it, praise the Lord. I'll be convicted by the Holy Spirit. You can speak to me about it and allow the Holy Spirit to convict me. But you cannot, what's the word I'm looking for? Condemn. I don't want to use the word pressure. That's the wrong word. Condemn. Condemn. You cannot convince somebody of the importance of something they don't understand. You you get it? So you pray, Lord, open their eyes. Open their eyes. Because no matter how much you pound it down my throat, you ain't opening my eyes. Only the Holy Spirit can guide me into all truth. Okay? Hey, folks, that's the cause of denominationalism. Right there is the cause of denominationalism, in my opinion. Hey, Silver, I'm still a Catholic. I eat all kinds of meat on Friday. Am I I in trouble, Joe? No. No, no, no. I'm not in trouble? No. I don't know. Well, they told me I was. The fish market's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not. <laughs> Where the spirit of the Lord is, folks, there's liberty. There's liberty. If the Lord tells you to fast, please fast. 
If he doesn't tell you to fast, don't force yourself to fast. But I'm going to tell you this. There's nothing that will change a man's heart. (laughs) I was going to say faster than fasting, but I believe that. Denying yourself a convenience, a pleasure of life touches your heart. That's Boy, I don't know how I got on that. But I, but I think it's because, again, listen, denomination. Did you ever talk to somebody? And after you talk to them for about five minutes, you say to yourself, they don't get it. Ever do that? Well, you mean to tell me the Holy Spirit can't say to you, they don't get it. Stop already. They don't get it. I think we all need to be sensitive to that, especially those of us who love to go around and drop YouTubes and things like this and people try to get our friends, say, have you seen this? And we just bombard them, bombard them, bombard them. And what? They don't get it. They don't have eyes to see. They don't have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit hasn't revealed it to them. We wear ourselves out. Look for that spark of truth in their eyes and continue to feed it as softly as you can. You cannot pound truth into somebody's eyes. Life. You can't do it, friends. You can't do it. You can't pound truth into them. Truth is something that can only be revealed. I don't know how I got on that, but I got on that. <clears throat> and Because uh, it started with fasting, didn't it? That's, that's where it started. My mind is so much, so clear, much more clear. Uh, you know what a, a word really, uh, a lot of good stuff today. Oh, I say that, don't I? Uh, <clears throat> well, I can't tell you. If I, if I, was, uh, if I was keeping score, <clears throat> I can't tell you the number of times I heard the word chaos yesterday. Remember I talked about that, Tohu and Abohu, that we are descending into chaos. Did you guys see what happened with the airlines? The entire airlines went down. They grounded all flights. Now, we can talk about all we want to about why it happened, and it's the Luciferians, and they're doing this, and they're setting this up. And do, but, see, if you, if, but if you don't have eyes to see and understand that we are returning to chaos, what is, what's, it, what's it say on the door? What's it say on the dollar bill? Second, uh, I don't have a dollar bill. Somebody help me out. What's it say on the dollar bill? Out of chaos order, out of chaos order. We hear about Novus the order seculum. We hear about on the on the back of it. Isn't that where it is, Vinny? Uh, Novus chorus. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Out of chaos order. And what are they, what are they telling us? That they're trying to do. They're trying to bring us a new world order. So in order for them to bring us a new world order, what has to come first? What has to come first? There it is, right above the right above the pyramid. Ooh. Right above. Uh, right underneath it. There. Oh, yeah. I can't, uh, so they, in order to bring a new world order, what do they have to bring? Somebody help me. They have chaos. to bring what? Chaos. They chaos. have to bring chaos. They tell you out of chaos, order out of chaos. So what? Planes don't fly. There isn't any food. Gas is destroyed. Media is lying to everywhere you look. There's chaos. There is no truth. So we have to be smart enough to understand and see the Lord is doing something. Hey, dudes, listen. Amen. Oh, there's a new there's a new order coming for sure. There's a new order, but it ain't the order they think. <laughs> it isn't the order they think, huh? They're trying to be God. They're trying to, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we live under de- demonics. Uh, they're not going to win. Demonic Luciferian government, we're not going to win. Pull up that church committee real quick. I'm going to open it up here in just a second. Uh, I, I, I'm bubbling inside. I just so much stuff I could talk to you about today. Pull up the church committee. You guys remember what the church committee was? Probably one, one, 1975. I was in. I was graduating from college. I didn't care about anything. But I remember the church committee, and the church committee was put into place to <clears throat> to. Uh, they worried about government getting uh, uh, the deep state becoming too in, intrusive. So they so that Frank uh, Church came known as a church committee pulled together a committee that lasted like three months to um, to investigate what the heck's going on with government. Now, folks, this is two minutes and fifty three seconds of him on uh, Face the Nation, I think it was, and you tell me 
this guy didn't get what's going on today. This could have been done yesterday, but it was done 1975. Go ahead and play it. Let me follow up by asking, do you think that the CIA and military intelligence agencies and the FBI have used the emergency provisions, both in law and by emergency agency, the uh, Federal Preparedness Agency it's called now, to, to have contingency plans which threaten the liberty of American citizens? Mr. Now listen! 1975! ...pass judgment on those questions. I'm not going to pre-guess the committee or prematurely attempt to pass judgment on this program. But let me tell you this. In the need to develop a capacity to know what potential enemies are doing, the United States government has perfected a technological capability that enables us to monitor the messages that go through the air. Uh, these messages uh, are between ships at sea. They could be between units, uh, military units in the field. We have a very extensive capability Stop a minute. Stop a minute. of inter- Folks, we know this, right? As I sit here right now, there are all kinds of air waves going through here, right? Different internet, things I connect to, radio wave. We know this. That's what Frank Church is talking about. That when one that when one boat out in sea communicates with another boat out at sea, there's a wave that goes. It's a signal. It's a signal. So he's saying we know these signals exist. They exist now. Go ahead. Of intercepting messages wherever they may be in the airwaves. Now that is necessary and important to the United States as we look abroad at enemies or potential enemies, we must know. At the same time, that capability at any time could be turned around on the American people. And no American would have any privacy left, such as the capability to monitor everything, telephone conversations, telegrams, it doesn't matter. There would be no place to hide. If this government ever became a tyranny, if a dictator ever took charge in this country, the technological capacity that the intelligence community has given the government could enable it to impose total tyranny. And there would be no way to fight back because the most careful effort to combine together in resistance to the government, no matter how privately it was done, is within the reach of the government to know. Such is the capability of this technology. Now, why is this investigation important? I'll tell you why. Because I don't want to see this country ever go across the bridge. I know the capacity that is there to make tyranny total in America. And we must see to it that this agency and all agencies that possess this technology operate within the law and under proper supervision so that we never cross over that abyss. There, that's the abyss from which there is no return. As Vinny would say, boom, 1975. Boom, boom. And we're there. We're there, aren't we? We're there. Uh, there's not one, there's, friends, I don't know if you saw this or not. The guy who murdered the people out in uh, the four, murdered those four students uh, in, in Idaho. I think it is Idaho, Montana. What, what, one of them. What? Anyway, I saw yesterday that they went back 16 months and pinged his phone for how many times he drove past that house. I want you to think about that a second. They went back 16 months. I think it was 16 months. Or maybe it was however long. Anyway, 16 is a number in there somewhere. They have the capability to do that right now. They know right now where I am. They probably know I'm in my multi-million dollar studio right here. They probably know or have the capability of knowing my wife's upstairs drinking coffee and reading the Bible. They probably know. They probably know that. And because of this 24-hour surveillance system that we're under, liberty's being lost. Now, I'm going to show you something. Hey, uh, 
Spencer, uh, pull up that, that, that text I sent to you. because This is really critical, folks, for that we get all this stuff. Now, I got this from Serge yesterday. Uh, Serge, I don't know where you got it. I don't know if Serge is out there listening or not, but this is really important. And I'm glad Mark Trump come in here in a second, too. Uh, these are just some, some clips that, that Serge captured from True News, Rick Wiles. Uh, did the national security imperatives compromise COVID-19 vaccine safety? These are some clips he got, okay? There's the first one. So here, go to the next one. Contrary, this is one five twenty three. You see it at the top? Contrary to popular belief that pharmaceutical companies drove the COVID vaccine development programs, the United States Food and Drug Administration's website reveals that the United States Department of Defense has been in full control of the COVID vaccine development program since its beginning. This is not, folks, this is a military operation going on. What does that mean? Amen. Amen, What, do, what does that mean? It's a military operation. Does that mean we're under attack from without or under attack from within? Which, which does it mean? Go to the next one. Stay with me. Go to the next within. one. In addition, at least 26 researchers research teams in 16 countries using various microscopic methods of analysis, which Frank Church just talked to us about right there, have reported the presence of undeclared microscopic geometric and tube-like structures in both the COVID vaccine vials and in the blood of the people in widely vaccinated populations for which there is no satisfactory explanation at this time. Do you get what they just said? They're finding little transmitters in people. There's no doubt. It's in, it's, huh? It's in the microscopic geometric tube-like structures in the vaccine and in the blood of the people who've been vaccinated. Next one. Okay. The public was told that these COVID-19 gene-based vaccines were safe and effective, that they would prevent infection and chances of serious illness. Remember, the DOD is running the program. And death from the virus and would prevent transmission of the virus. We now know that they don't prevent infection nor transmission and have not prevented a continuous high incident of COVID-19. They didn't do what they told us they were going to do. Go on. So Spence said they may be out on one. Furthermore, they are associated with an unprecedented incidence of serious adverse events and deaths compared to any other drugs in the history of the pharmaceutical industry. Hey, it's not being run by the Department of Health. It's being run by the military. Mm. Next one. With the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's emergency use authorization of COVID-19 vaccines and the provisional approval of the first COVID-19 vaccine in Australia, these agents were hailed as innovative, life-saving responses by the pharmaceutical industry to a deadly global pandemic. Warp speed. Warp speed. Hmm. The development, testing, and drug regulatory approval of these novel COVID-19 gene-based vaccines using messenger RNA technology was said to have been done in less than one year, whereas normal development and approval of conventional vaccines normally takes about 10 years. The public was told that this was assisted by financial support of vaccine companies by the U.S. government under Operation Warp speed. A government military operation, friends. Uh, Is that the last one? The U.S. Department of Defense has had a dominant role in the response to the SARS COVID-2 virus and the development and distribution of the COVID-19 vaccines, a fact hidden from the general public. And in those processes, Many standard steps and procedures otherwise required for pharmaceutical products were admitted or circumvented. They called it an emergency. They handed it over to the government, and they pounded that stuff inside of us. And why did they pound that stuff inside of us? Uh, Mark Trump, I asked Mark to come in here to help us see this a little bit. Mark posted this. Pull that back up if you could, Spencer. Mark posted this yesterday, and it caught my eye. So I asked him, so uh, human-powered... I don't even know what some of this stuff means, Mark. Wearable, human-powered, low-T, wearable healthcare devices and under-the-skin tech 
Are you ready for the personal transformation that the future will likely require to connect? Folks, they are going to connect you with 5G. They are putting that, like it or not, tinfoil hat or not, they are injecting transmitters inside you. 5G is just an experiment for 6G. Speeds enabling practical, real-time communication between devices. What? Some government device in my brain? Yeah, yeah. All personal and health-related data generated on or in your body will need to be transported wirelessly and secure as it will be a gold mine for hackers and nation-state government actors. There are many challenges in the future for defenders based on the observation that the surrounding objects can help increase the harvested power. We design a wearable bracelet antenna augmented by the human body to significantly increase the energy harvested. Friends, do you, do you understand this? Do you understand? I'm going to let Mark talk about it here. you understand that they could hit a button with some type of power into the into the stuff that's put inside of you and zap you and you're gone. Not just you, but thousands and thousands. And th- Mark, am I, am I blowing this up bigger than it is? No, Coach, you're, you're dead on. Um, I guess I've been saying we're an antenna, right? Yeah. Well, now they're saying we're an antenna. And they're finding ways to connect to us easier so that they can help us, Coach. They want to help us. Yeah, yeah they want to help. That's right. That's right. So so the data they're generating with your smartphone, imagine that times a thousand, right? So when they get you connected in the full healthcare process, They'll know every move you make. They'll know when you're angry with your wife. They'll know when you don't. They'll know when you don't like a TV show because you'll change it, and all the tracking will be there to piece that together and feed you better ads, so you'll buy more. It's uh, they can't do it with everyone, so that's the depopulation. So Mark, that was what, yeah. that's what the vaccine was all about. It wasn't about COVID. Yes. Correct. It's about equipping us so the ones who survive can be connected. But they don't know who can. They don't know who can survive the injections of boosters. They're antenna boosters. They're not medical boosters. They're antenna boosters. So I I just told a buddy at work, he made a joke about 10G. I said, your flesh will not survive without significant augmentation. So your flesh will have to be augmented to survive the radiation of the future. The ones who do, the ones who can walk around with miry clay and iron coach, they'll survive. They'll survive for a while. But then it's going to increase more. Without the blood of Christ and his antenna and his voice and him covering us, coach, without Jesus, your flesh is doomed. Okay? Your flesh should be on the cross. Your flesh should be on the cross anyway. So Mark, right, so Mark and one of the things that you that you texted me yesterday that really, really caught my eye. The Bible tells us in Genesis that when Cain slew Abel, that his blood cried out. Hey, hey, Mark. He didn't cry out. No, the voice of his blood. blood. The blood has the a voice. voice. <laughs> There's the a voice has in a the voice blood. that God unto God. It, the blood called out unto God, not Abel. Now, if, in, if he was innocent, what was his blood saying? Now, an evil person dies. Who does his blood call out to, coach? Mm. Wow, wow, because blood has a voice, right? And because there's power, power, wonder-working power, huh? Power, like uh, 5G, like waves. Like thrust, there's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power, power, wonder. There's wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Is there wonder-working power in my blood? Is there wonder-working power in Fauci's blood? No. That wonder-working power is what? It's in the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb has a voice. The blood of the Lamb has a voice. If I interpret it right. Amen. And so it's the blood of the Lamb's voice, the blood of Jesus, that supersedes any other voice. 
any other voice. The name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Why? Because his blood has a voice. It has a voice. It speaks. We don't get it. But see, the Luciferians get it because they're trying to put a voice in you. They're trying to put a transmitter in you. That's why those of us who are covered with the blood of Christ said, no, I'm not taking that thing. I'm not taking that thing. Why? Because we heard another voice. Amen. This is so deep, man. Uh, Mark of the beast. And so the mark of the beast is the mark of the beast. Another voice they're trying to put in you. My sheep hear my voice. That other voice they won't hear. From the time I heard about the vaccine, I ain't taking it. I'm not taking it. Why? Because I heard that voice. Don't take it. Now, do you want me to believe that some Christians heard a voice that told them to take it? Sorry, dude. You're hearing the wrong voice. The voice of truth. The voice of truth. Blood has a voice. If Cain's blood, Abel's blood had a voice, what kind of voice does Jesus' blood have? Amen. Can you imagine? Uh, can you Amen. imagine that you talk about the transmitters of all transmitters, that Jesus Christ dwells in me and his blood speaks to me and through me? And at the name of Jesus, because of the power in that blood, at the name of Jesus, all those other transmitters ain't worth a hoot in hell. Amen. Boy, is this something? Man, oh, man. I don't know about y'all. I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling it. Blood has a voice. The blood cries out for vengeance. That's what the Bible says. The blood, the blood has a voice. And isn't it amazing? They're screwing with your blood. What do the Luciferians know that we Christians don't get? How can any pastor stand in any pulpit and encourage any person to ever pollute the blood? Amen. Well, I know why. Because another voice they hear. <laughs> they hear another voice. <laughs> oh, Lord, boy, we're blowing up here. Let me catch it, take a deep breath. Mark, anything else on that, man? Anything else? I'm going to bring up one more thing on this blood, Coach. Is Jesus bled because of our sin, the blood that covers us? He had to take stripes to produce the blood. That covers us from all of this stuff that's happening today. And when we were at that clinic in Ohio, Coach, they weren't operating because the, the, the pipes were clogged up under the clinic. What were they clogged up with, Coach? What? What, Mark? Baby's blood. Oh, I just, I, I didn't, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> can you imagine the voices crying out at the abortion clinic? Boom. Leviticus 17. 70 million little 11. babies. What's that? Leviticus 17, 11, It says life is in the blood. Not, it's yeah. not in the flesh. <laughs> well, they're trying to put death in the blood. Do you understand it? Life's in the blood, the blood of Jesus. And they're trying to get you to put something out. They're trying to poison your blood. Bam. Wow, so much we don't get. See, so much of it, we don't understand it's a metaphor. It's an alliteration. It's a description trying to describe things to us. And we don't, we take it literally sometimes and we don't understand our eyes have not seen, our ears have not heard, neither has it even entered our heart. The things that God has in store for those, for those who love them. It's not just a metaphor, it's truth, but we, but we, we don't, we don't internalize it. We don't really believe it. We don't really believe it. Healing is the children's bread. It really is. But we don't get it. 
We don't apply the blood. We don't believe what we say we believe. We don't pray in faith. We pray and then doubt. Come on. We pray about something, and 30 seconds later, we fall back to our default position of worry. We don't believe it. We don't believe there's power in the blood. We don't believe it. Oh, we think there's power in the blood to get us to heaven. Where is agents here? I got to get you all in here. Go ahead, Dennis. Reg, Jeff, one of this, then Paul. <clears throat> Thanks, Coach. I, I want to take this the antenna piece one step further. Yeah, this, is, this, a, yeah, this is something, man. I sat in a meeting the other day saying, by I want to say this September, if not this September, the September of uh, 24, they plan on scanning every government officials, anybody that works for the government, civilian, military, whatever, every 24 hours with an AI program to look for for threats. <laughs> going to keep us safe, right, Dennis? They're going to keep us safe. What makes you think they're going to stop there? Well, Frank Church already told us they weren't going to. 1975, he told us what was going on, right? It's the seed of the serpent against the seed of the woman. And the seed of the serpent, the federal government and the Luciferians behind it, want to do everything they can to squash, kill, destroy you and I, believers. Dr. Paul. Yeah, we keep asking what the Luciferians know that we don't know. What what the Luciferians do know is that, uh, and this is a this was a upload I got this morning. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. They're trying to keep us from that very, the two commandments. Steal your peace. That's right. That's right. right. Three years ago when I had that upload from the Holy Spirit and I lived three days in darkness and fear, my TV was on. It was the only light on in the world at the time. And uh, I was very fearful of AI. And the upload, all of a sudden the fear went away. And I was told that they could, God controls everything, and Luciferians know that. So I've just pointed out there, guys, just if you find yourself fearful, just stop. Just stop, because this is what they fear. This is what they know more than anything, is fear. Anyway. That's what they operate off of. Reggie just sent me this. Then uh, I'm not sure what the reference of it is, but it's okay. Then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, the Savior. Here's a Savior. Fauci, here's Fauci. Here's a vaccine. Here's a mask. If anyone shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, or there, don't believe it. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and they'll show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, behold, he's in the desert. Don't go out there because he ain't out there in the desert hiding. Believe it or not. huh? Oh, my goodness. Janine. Um, in the Old Testament, they put, uh, when he took the children out of Egypt, he had them put the blood physically on the doorpost. That's right. Now, That's right. Now, the picture for us is, how he says, um, I am the door, you have that choice to open it. And how do we apply that physical blood to us? It's by physical immersion, not sprinkling, which most churches do now, and mm-hmm. Catholics do, because that keeps you, keeps that door closed. You Amen. have to apply that blood on you to get you into the kingdom. You're, it's so important, the total water immersion. It brings right. you right to the cross, and that blood is applied to you. But the church has, t- has swallowed the lie. Oh, we can just be sprinkled. There's so much importance in that, because once you do the, the right way, now um, he's the door, and we've opened it up to him and, and let him come into us. Folks, understand this, don't you? Please understand this. The, the baptism is a <clears throat> born-again copy, meaning what? You and I were birthed out of water. We were immersed in a water sack, immersed. 
And when we when that water sack broke and we came out of that water sack, we we emerged into a new world. We were born into a world. And Jesus said in order for us to enter the kingdom, we have to be born again, which part of it means the complete submersion in water again, back up out of the water to a new birth. Wow. And Dave, Dave, just like um, uh, Mark said about the stripes, in the Old Testament, someone had to die, and it was a lamb that they put or, on their doorpost. In the New Testament, Christ died, and the stripes he did are on Amen. our doorpost through baptism. Amen. Amen. And the truth remains, blood has a voice. It used to be the voice of blood and goats as a sacrifice. Now it's his blood. How much more powerful is his blood? Judah. Amen. Coach, you guys are absolutely nailing it this morning. I guess uh, a couple different thoughts that came to me, the Holy Spirit. But uh, you going back to fasting, you know, each and every one of us is an antenna. You know, we have 33 different vertebrae, mm. which lead up to our mind in that pineal gland. And what's really interesting is that we are all antennas. Here's what's really interesting. The Cheneys and the Rumsfelds and the Kissingers, the number one product that they pushed throughout the 70s, 80s, and 90s was fluoride. <laughs> Every single person is so full of fluoride that your pineal gland is uh. cut off from communicating your antenna to God. So when you fast, a lot of people, when they fast, they get a large portion of that, of that fluoride out of their body, which now causes their body to want to communicate with your Heavenly Father. Your senses are more clear. You're able to understand. You're able to receive. You're able to take your antenna and connect to that spiritual Father. And a lot of people have no idea until they've fasted long enough to where they start to feel and hear those voices of Amen. their father and their communication. It's it's absolutely just amazing Amen. when people Amen. be able to experience it. And then there's another level, cleaning your pineal gland, decalcifying it with things like HCQ. Um, there's just a lot of other things, but people can take <laughs> me, it to a whole other level. But let me take it. That is a huge gift from God to reset your body and then don't stick the fluoride back in it. (laughs) Amen. That's why those cravings, that's why those cravings go away. Let me tell you this story. This is fascinating, right? Uh, You know, we haven't had furnace went out sky high. I had a company come in. uh, They said it's it's shot. Got to get a new furnace. How much? Oh, $5,800. What? Yeah. All right. So I called the guy who usually works on it, who couldn't come immediately because he was just too busy. But I, he's a brother, trust him. He comes up yesterday, goes up sky high, goes back to that old furnace. And I told him the whole story. I called the other company. Here's what they said, yada, yada, yada. He went up there and he went in and I worked on that thing, called me about uh, 45 minutes later, says, hey, coach, it works. I said, what? He said, oh, yeah, it works. I said, well, what, what the hell? Are these other guys trying to rip me off? He says, no, 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 they, they weren't trying to rip you off, coach. He said, that's the way that they are now t- trained. They're now trained. They don't look for the problem. Oh, Lord, I felt that. They look to change parts. They are parts distributors. And so they look at their little g- gadget that they plug in, and it tells them there's, a, there's an issue here, and, and they never chase the issue. They go to, they go to step one. But if it doesn't go to, if step one doesn't work, they're taught to change a part. And so they bring a new part and put a new part in there. And eventually they want you to say to say to you, they're not, they're not ripping you off, but eventually they want to sell you a brand new furnace. And he said, all I did, coach, is when I went step one, that didn't work. I followed the schematic step two, and that didn't work. I followed the schematic step three, schematic step four. And coach, <laughs> your filter was so dirty, it kept kicking off the machine. Like a pharmaceutical Oh, my goodness. <laughs> They're part sellers. It's amazing. They're part sellers like a pharmaceutical. <laughs> it's the exact same thing, Mark. Part sellers. <laughs> he, said that, he said they're not evil. That's just the way they've been trained. 
He said, I trained, I go down the entire thing, finding out why doesn't that work. He said, the filter was so dirty that to save the furnace, it kept kicking off because it wasn't getting enough air. That's hilarious. $347 rather than $5,800. There's heat up there. Oh, my God. Roger. Dave, in our, in my, I, the blood has a voice. It speaks to me. I want to share it with others. We acknowledge they've put stuff in our blood. I think we all acknowledge that. And I understand his blood on the cross. But how do I help a person understand this concept of they are messing with the blood of the cross in their own blood? Can you help me just a little bit? Because I think that will speak to Christians if I can, in others, we can solidify the concept of the cross, the blood, and what they've done to our blood. <clears throat> so when you die, when, when Christ died on the cross, you got a blood transfusion, dude. Your blood went from your blood to his blood. I mean, I, that's, as, that's as clear as I can, I can make it. Okay. And when you receive Christ, you have a blood transfusion. You have a you are covered Dave, by the blood. How long? Okay, I like that. How long do you think God's going to hold back when we're messing with His blood? And you know, how long is He going to hold well, back? Do you think? Well, I'm going to skip another one. Are you ready for when this one? With blood. Well, hey, Roger. Y'all, y'all sitting down. What if the Christians are the last one standing? Then, what if Christians inherit the earth? What if we're not pulled out of here and hidden? What if we're the last ones standing? Boom. He's throwing it out there. Because I'm going to tell you this. There are a lot of people around you who are going to die from, from what they've done to their blood. A lot of them. And I don't know about you. The believers are going to be standing. What if we've got it exactly backwards? Joseph, come on in. I don't have a complete answer, Raj. I'm working out my own salvation, too. Joe Allen. Go ahead, Joe. This is just a gray hair observation. What happened at Y2K 2000? Nothing. So how did they kick it out? Kick it off, 9-11. After 9-11, Homeland Security started with Bush. We got a thing in the government called, or in the military called Mission Creep. All this is, they started the IDs, ID chips in the military IDs. Now the government are doing the same for the COVID is a military operation, Joe. COVID is a military operation. Mission Creep. Mission Creep. Tim Tubra, clear out there on the West Coast. Come in, Tim. Well, here's a happy thought for you about baptism. Romans 6, that the old man died in water baptism. Chapter 8 of Romans, he'll quicken your mortal body by the spirit that dwells within you. Now, there's a happy thought for you. Amen. We did die. That old man is dead. By the way, that brings me back to what I was talking about yesterday with taking captive every thought. See, that old person who is tormented or persecuted or has hard, hurt feelings, folks, that dude's dead. You got to crucify that guy. He's dead. Quit letting your past rule your future. You're walking around in dead man's clothes. When they, oh my goodness, Lord, I heard that. When they, when they, when they went, when Jesus went to Lazarus, Lazarus' grave, and they said he's been dead for three days, he stinks. Jesus said he's not dead, he's just asleep. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible says he came forth in his grave clothes. And does anybody know what Jesus said then? Does anybody what know what Jesus said then? Loose him. He told us, go get those old grave clothes off that guy. Go get those off him. You loose him and let him go. I've done all I can do. Resurrection life has come from me and to everybody who will receive it. 
but you're going to have to help those people get unbound from old dead religion and old dead beliefs. You've got to unwrap him and loose him and turn him loose with the power of Jesus Christ. That's a powerful picture if we'll see it for what it is. Anders Land Mike. Hey. Okay. Uh, the same topic uh, about the military running the COVID operation. Uh, Greg Hunter interviews Karen Kingston, and she nails that topic very well. Amen. So, folks, uh, well, I'll try to uh, try to find out a Greg Hunter. That's uh, what's I can't remember his website. Yeah, it's Greg not Hunter. too long ago, a week ago or so. It, it's it's <clears throat> be at top of his list. Hey, friends, friends, let me ask you this: Why would the military be in control of COVID? Gene. Okay, I'm not. Uh, we went a long way from where I got my hand up, and That's I don't. Okay. I don't want to cause any kind. I just comfort comes of anyway any disagreements. But there's something I want to tell you about being born again. Go to a Strong's Concordance and look up all those words. It means you must be born of water. That's just like you described. We have an, an amniotic fluid. The mother gives birth, and you come out of the water. Because the fallen angels, at the first, at the beginning, they came down without God's permission. They came and followed the devil. They were not born of the water. So there are different ways to look at this. Amen. A lot of big explanations here. but I So, so, being, so being, baptized in, being baptized in water... The old man dies, the new man comes out, you come out into a new dimension that you were not in called the kingdom of God. You are now in the kingdom of God here on earth. I know I know you didn't get what I just picked up. Some of you did, some of you got it. But when you died, you were just like when you're born, you're laying in the womb, you're in a different world. And when that water breaks and you come out of there, wow, you're in a new world, folks. Spiritually, that same thing happened at baptism. You pass from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You are now in a different dimension, a spiritual dimension that we still can't even see with our eyes, but we are now part of what the Bible calls the kingdom of God. We're now part of it. We've been birthed into a new kingdom through water baptism. Oh, that's deep. It's through the washing of the blood of Christ is through baptism. Amen. Following him. We're getting ourselves washed through the blood of Christ. If you're born again and have been baptized, get in the water as soon as you can. That's what I would say. Julie. Good morning, great stuff. You know, when you were talking about the clogged filter, before we were saved, we had clogged filters. And then Mm. when we got saved, then that filter was cleaned out, and Jesus' blood cleansed us through salvation. (laughs) Great picture. Great picture. Please I got pray my for my son. Clean. <laughs> I fast. I don't mean I got to interrupt. Clean. Amen. Listen, I, I need to interrupt here for a minute. I'm sorry. This is George McCloy. My son's he's got a 103.5 temperature. We're taking him to the hospital right now. He's being killed by these jabs, by this stuff, by the shedding, whatever. Would you all please pray for my son right now? His name's we George. Paul, we'll do that. Paul, what do you suggest, Paul? What would you suggest? Dr. Paul Goslin, as he's going to the hospital, what would you suggest here? Give me a call right away before he gets over there. Put uh, 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 Paul, can somebody put Paul's number there in in the Uh, I'll connect George and Paul right now. Okay, good, good. Uh, uh, Who's going to pray? Someone's going to pray. What's your son's name, George? George Winger McCloy III. George the third. King George the third. Heavenly Father, we come before thee, um, and we bring to your attention George the third, Lord. He's on his way on his hospital. We pray the blood, Lord Jesus Christ, over him. We say, no, it is finished, Lord. And by faith, we say that by your stripes we've been healed. So by by faith, we know that um, just for him to have faith. And know that it is finished. It is so. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank this you, Myra. Is, when Jesus came to heal for the...
pray for the young boy. Jesus said this, this sickness is not unto death. George, your son will live and not die. That's the promise of the Lord. That's the promise Thank of the you. Lord. Amen. Thank George, you. I got you go, call Dr. Thank Paul. Amen. Thank you all. God bless he you. He will God live and not die. I love you. He will live and not die. Amen. Go ahead, Keith. Yes, sir. My sin, death came into the world. The first Adam, he had to be clothed. An animal was killed to clothe him. Blood was shed to the second Adam to be resurrected Amen. again. Through Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ, the perfect sacrifice. Amen. It's a different, it's a be- different blood with a different voice. A better voice, the Bible says. Better than the blood of Cain. Better than Abel. Better. Cries out for better things, right? Power in the blood. Power. We don't understand it. There's power. Boom. Power. Wonder-working power. Why power? Electrical surge. Power. Boom. Power. See you tomorrow. And.